Good morning, you guys. Welcome to episode five. We're here live in the inner city. I'm so excited today. This morning, it's so beautiful and the sun is out today. So today is all good vibes and I'm just ready to just share with you this topic, which is the blueprint of how we're going to be powerful as leaders, how are we going to be able to achieve our career goals? And it's basically the blueprint for us to get to where we need to in our lives and our careers. And one day, if a young kid is listening to this, how to get to your career, but you have to start here first. So this topic to me, I'm so excited to bring to you this topic. But before I talk about the topic, I like to start off with a quotation. The quotation is coming from Dr. Einstein, and it goes like this. Stay away from negative people. They have a problem for every solution. Now, let's pause right now for a second and reflect. Okay, you guys. Awesome. Hold on to that quote and really take it in. So the quote today is very powerful. And when I read this quote, I was like, wow, Dr. Einstein, we all know, invented the light bulb. And just, I've never heard this quote before, actually, until today. So when I actually researched it, I was like, wow, I want to use this on this broadcast because someone needs that quote. And so our topic today is going to be on finding a mentor. Everyone needs a mentor, but who are we looking up to is the question. And when we're trying to find our mentors, we have to be very careful on who we're choosing to mentor us in our life. Because if our mentor is someone who is going down a road that is not successful, guess what, you guys? We're going to be going down the same road because we're looking up to that person. We're learning those person traits. We're learning how they make their moves and therefore we will follow. It's just a natural instincts of humans. We naturally just follow. That's just what we do. So finding a mentor is very important, you guys, in the inner city. And it's not disgusted. It's not discussed a lot about finding a mentor in our inner city communities. Um, normally, the mentors are normally people in social media. And these people are just advertising songs, rap, music, and latest trends and fashion, makeup and hair and size and weight and what clothes you should wear today. So our kids are having the pressure to live up to what society has pushed upon them. And they're just trying to mimic that into their everyday life. But let's be honest, you guys, not the average inner city kids have money to pay for all this fashion trend. Okay. The average shoes for males is about $250 or probably more now in 2020. So in women and young girls, when you look at the styles of the clothes, it's pretty expensive. A shirt, what, is about $20 or more? And let's be honest. 
not our average inner city kid can afford to pay $20 for at least like five or 10 shirts. That's be honest. And that's the truth. Okay. And so we have to get deep on who we are allowing to mentor our kids. Okay. So our kids will not pick up habits that is going to drip them off course and for them to become who they need to become. So finding a mentor is important. So first we need to identify who do we want to look up to. And then when we're looking up to these people, we kind of have to have a realization if we're looking up to someone that is of a artist or a star and they're paying $100 for shoes and $100 for pants, our tops is about $50, that our inner city kids not feeling the pressure that they're not good enough when they're walking around their communities. And so that's where we're getting it wrong. Our inner city kids are looking up to these stars and looking up to these um, people on social media and they cannot compete. Let's be honest. Okay. When you graduate from high school, not, not everyone has money. You have to go get a job and the job that you're getting, let's be honest, you guys is fast food jobs. Okay. Restaurant jobs, retail um, jobs It's not the fun jobs that you see. When you're looking at social media, it's not the fun jobs that you see. So I'm just trying to make this very clear that we need to really communicate with the inner city kids about mentors and how there's levels to develop themselves into getting the things that they want. Um, It's okay for kids to have an average job. Okay. An average job that say working at a fast food place because what you're doing is you're allowing that kid to have some type of income that is a legit income. Okay, they worked hard for their money. Okay, and then they save their money and then they spend what they want on clothes. But the average kid is getting let's say the average kid might get a job that say at a fast food place. Okay, and that say that their check is about three hundred dollars in two weeks. Okay. And then they're looking at the shoes that they saw one of their mentors on social media and it cost them about $300 to pay for these pair of shoes. And they're looking at their check. The kid is already discouraged right there that they don't even want to work this job because they're competing with the fact that whoever they're looking to, their mentor can afford to pay for this shoe. They're trying to compete. And then they're trying to walk around the inner city as like, I got it. I got it. Uh, you know, let me put these shoes on. And, and what our kids are doing, they're going, they're using their money to go pay for a pair of shoes. That's about $300. Okay. To show that some type of value that they feel like, you know, they're important because this is what society say. If you're wearing this certain type of shoes, or if you wearing this type of clothes, then you're in, you made it. And that's not true. And that's the lie here that I want to bring into this broadcast. I want to bring awareness. Okay. Awareness of those type of lies and things that's been projected upon our community. That's has been projected upon our kids. And that's get to the root of this issue. Okay, it is okay for our kids to work an average job because we're telling our kids that make decent money the right way. Okay, and then you also can go to school as well while you're working an average job. It is not for a long term, it's just to make legit money. Okay, 
And it's allowing a kid to know it's okay that, okay, if you want to buy those expensive shoes, you're working hard for it, you can, but let's keep it real. Do we really want our kids to use every paycheck for shoes? How are they going to be able to build? How are they going to be able to make investments? How are they going to be able to have a saving a savings plan um, to create a job for them own self? Maybe they might want to create a business. Maybe they have some type of an idea. They might be someone to know how, how to draw, but they don't even are a writer. They might be a writer and they probably want to make a book. They probably are storytellers making poems. But if they're investing into materialistic things, okay, you guys, and this is real. If they're um, investing in these materialistic things, how are they going to have money for their own personal development? And that's what we need to talk about. And that's why this is the blueprint of finding a mentor. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep it real, raw, and I'm going to let it all hang out. And we're going to get to the core issue. We will on this broadcast. And I am just so excited because so far I have had so many good responses about this broadcast. And I just want to say thank you, the listeners. Thank you, listeners, for listening right now and tuning in and sending me the text and sending in um, the information and different ideas of topics that we must discuss on our voices is heard. Yes, this is our broadcast where we get to let all the material out. Let us discuss all the topics that matters to us. And so we're going to get deeper. Okay. So finding a mentor is important and allow, allowing our kids to know that they just don't have to always have social media to be their mentor. There are people that have created books from the past. We have our Dr. Martin Luther King. We have our um, Malcolm X. And we also have our Dr. Einstein. We have our Rosa Parks. Okay. We have so many older leaders that have already passed on that already laid out a beautiful blueprint for our children and our generations to come to follow. Okay. And the information are in books. So take your kids to the library, you know, let the inner city youth know that if you're looking around and you don't have a computer at home, they have computers at the library. Take your kids to the library, allow them to look at every book and allow them to read and allow them to see everything because everything is there in the library. You have sign languages in a library. You have mathematics. You have writing. You have speech. You have journalism. You have so many different books that has to do with writing and, and poetries and essays and how to become a teacher, how to become a doctor, um, physics, anatomy. Um, you have so many books there that is full with full education to brighten up your child's mind and to allow your child when they go into the library to be creative and say, go into the library, look around the whole library, look at any book you want to pick up any book you want to and read. Um, again, I can remember me as a young kid. When I was walking in the city of Compton, there was a library in Compton that I went to and I enjoyed it. I mean, we had to me, my brother, 
and my sister and my cousin, we had to walk to the library, wait until my mom pick us up. And um, when we went into the library, I was just like, wow, I love the library. Okay. Not everyone likes to read, but I'm more like a picture person. So I always go for the books that has pictures. That's me. I'm not the one to just go straight to like um, books that's just so hard to read and, de- and detailed and um, writing. Just that's not me. I'm more so a colorful person, person that likes pictures. So for me, I go into the library and I go straight to the books that has pictures in a book cover that is colorful, that is really thought out um, as far as the patterns. And then I said, okay, that's the book I want to read because now I'm already intrigued because I'm like, if the cover is already beautiful, then I'm interested. So every kid is different. You know, allow your kids to explore the library. Okay. And that's what happened for me and myself. Um, when I went into the library in Compton, I just went in there and I explored all the shelves, you know, and I picked up one book and I said, no, and I picked up another one. I said, no, and I stumbled upon one book and I read the book and the whole book and it was not full with no pictures either. (laughs) It really had good narration, but I remember finishing this book. I remember just wanted to run to the library every day just to finish the book. And I finished the book. Okay. You guys, I I don't remember the title of the book, but all I can remember in this moment when I finished the book was like, wow, whoever wrote this book was was the best writer in the world. That's I made that up in my mind. I've never <laughs> read like a lot of books. I just said like the couple of books I read, this is the best book ever. The book kept me interested. It kept me wanting to come back for more and to understand more of what the reader was saying. By the time I finished the book, I was like, wow, I finished a book. And it's something about the victory about finishing a book. Okay, so... Let's go back into the mentors, okay? Let's be clear here. Not everyone can mentor our children, okay? And so what you're looking at in the inner city, when you're seeing some of these kids walking around, let's be honest, they don't have a mentor, okay? So we already discussed who's the first mentor in the last episode. Of course, the dad, okay? We established that. Now the kid can find a different mentor if they don't have the proper structure or home, okay? You have teachers that can be a mentor, you know, when you're going to school. Finding your favorite teacher, okay? Having conversation with your own personal teacher like I did and talking to them about, okay, what type of degree do you have as a teacher? And how did you get your degree? And how long were you in school? And what was your experience in school when you was teaching? I think it's powerful that our kids can look at our teachers as mentors and to really ask the teachers about their journeys and how they became a teacher. And now they're in the inner city teaching. And I think that is powerful. I think that is powerful. Um, so finding a proper mentor is is very vital for our inner city youth. That is the truth, okay? Our mentors cannot be the stars. I'm sorry. Our mentors cannot just be all these people in social media. It just can't be because their lifestyle that they're living is about, let's say, 100,000 
a million dollars or plus a lifestyle. And our kids aren't able to reach that height yet. You know, it's kind of like baby steps of mentors. You know, it's good to always look at the top mentor that you want to look towards. It's always good to look, but to live out their lifestyle as you already been an inner city kid is going to make it difficult for the process of your growth. Okay. So we have to bring proper mentors. There's other mentors out there for kids that can be someone that say, like I said, when you go into a library, there's librarian people that can be mentors. They had to go to school to work in a library. Okay, that can be a mentor. So when your kid is going to the library and let's say they're struggling in math, okay, they have tutors there in a library to help your kids with math. And right there, your kid can be able to develop a relationship with a math tutor. And ask them questions like, wow, how do you, how, what, what age did you get mathematics? And they might say, oh, you know, I didn't never have problems with mathematics. I've always had, you know, a strong mathematic, uh, mathematic skills. Okay. So then the kid is looking like, okay, wow. Okay. I want, I want, I want to be like you. I want to be just like you, my tutor. The one is tutoring me math. And before you know it, your kid's learning math. And now your kid is at a high, excellent level in mathematics. Okay. I'm not trying to say that single out social media. I'm not saying that. Making myself very clear. What I'm saying is we must give our inner city a proper setup. And it has to be that. There's levels of mentors and there's level of growth and there's level to your mentor and how you can achieve to be like your mentor. That is what I'm trying to make very clear right now on this broadcast. So let's keep it real. You know, the truth hurts that our inner city kids and I say most of them and all of them are just running home to the TV, watching TV and looking at what the TV is projecting. And we all know that the TV is projecting all the superficial things. And let's be honest. When would they turn off the TV and they go back to their life? They're looking at what? No money. And then when they find out that a product is worth, let's say again, $300 or plus, and then I say they go get a job and they did get discouraged because a check is already like $350 probably or $400. Then they want to go out there to make quick money. And that's the truth right there. That is the truth that our inner city youth is now saying, okay, an average job, me making decent money is not allowing me to keep up with my mentor that I see on TV. So let me go make this quick money. I'd rather, you know, make a thousand in a day. I can make like uh two thousand right now in a two day. And that's in in in, a, in two days. So that's when the mentality of their mind and hustling coming in. They're looking at it in a wrong angle. So us as leaders, us as parents, us as mentors must inform our children that okay, what you're watching is 
a mentor that is on a high level, okay? Because not some of our mentors that we see on TV talk about where they really came from, from the bottom. You hear autobiography, but they don't spend a lot of time projecting that they ate a cup of noodles or they barely didn't eat in a day or they're not projecting that into our children that there's steps and levels to their own personal growth and their own personal achievements. And that's the truth. So when our kids is watching TV, they're looking at the parents like, mom, I want this latest video game. Mom, I want this latest shoe. Mom, I need my hair done this way. And that's be honest, even doing a girl's hair now is very expensive. Weaves are very expensive. So they see their mentor having this long weave and then they're looking at mom, I want my hair like that. Like my, my mentor I see on TV. That's how I want my hair to be. And then the kid is looking at the mom and the mom is like, uh, you know, that weave costs about a thousand dollars. That's keep it real. You guys weaves cost about a thousand dollars. If it's some good, beautiful Indian hair and some different type of silky hair, that's how much weaves are. And that's not even talking about putting the weave inside the head, the hair. Let's be honest. So our children is trying to keep up with social media. They're trying to keep up with the latest trends. And guess what? This is a dark side about this. Our kids cannot afford it. And that is the truth. Our kids cannot afford it. And that is the truth. And guess what? Their moms or their dads or whoever the guardians is watching over these kids in the inner city. Guess what? They cannot afford it. But there's pressure to be like what? They're mentors. So that's changed the way our inner city think. That's fine. Different mentors. There's wonderful mentors out there into the communities that are not putting those type of pressures on their own personal life to when they can mentor your kid. Okay. So when your kid gets to a certain level that say they're achieving in college and then they're graduating and then they're in the level of, okay, I'm at least making about 40 to 50, 80,000 a year. Okay. Now they can look at their social media artists or they can look at their social media, um, whoever they want to in social media. And then they can compete and say, okay, I want to go ahead and buy these shoes that my art, that my mentor that I see is walking around with because now I can afford it. And what you're teaching your kid is like, you have money to pay for those type of necessity because that's be real. That is not something we really need. Our kids need to start with finding a proper mentor Once they find the proper mentor, then they will be able to make the right decisions and investing in themselves and starting with saving, putting money away, get into their own creativity and then invest in their own creativity. Because there are still some more Dr. Martin Luther King's around walking around and there are some more Malcolm X. There are some more Cesar Chavez's out there. There are some more. Um, the one that created the light bulb, Dr. Ansai. 
There are many, many more. And when I go back to those older mentors, is those are the ones that made the original blueprint for the stars that you already see. So allow your kids to not just push history away because history is what even gave their artists and gave their their mentor that they see on TV the opportunity to do what they had to do. So you have to allow your kids to get back into history. Allow your kids to see history. Allow your kids to enjoy history and allow your kids to like, okay, this is how far your own culture came from. This is how far you came from. Now it's time for you to do your part. And let's not let our kids feel the pressure to walk around and wait and wearing the latest trend. And we're looking at our kids like, okay, now they don't fit in because they're not wearing the latest shoe and then the latest hat. And then their hair not done like the latest style. And then their clothing is just not in trend now. Allow our kids to have their own personal development and let them find themselves because we don't know who they are inside. They can be the... They can be the stepping stone to change the world. And we're hindering our kids. We're not giving our kids proper mentors. Um, And that's the truth. I can say I had a mentor. It was an English teacher in Centennial High School. That um, was one of my mentors. Um, He was a great English teacher. And he was a good mentor to me. And I would never forget him. And when I say he was a good mentor, he really stopped me in my track and said, okay, Lavinia, I see that you want to be something, but first you have to start here. Let's get to your writing. I need you to write the right way. You're not writing the way that you're supposed to. And I, I, when he told me that it was power. And he said, okay, we're going to set you up. And then I want you to go to another class. And after you go to another class, I want you to be able to take everything in within that writing class. And then that reading class. And then I want you to come back to my class. Then I want you to write what I need you to write. And then I'm going to dissect what you did wrong. And then once you did the right and wrong, um, I want you to go back and I want you to write it again. Wow. That is a powerful teacher. I never forget him. And so... And I do know his name, you guys. I just don't want to say his name because, you know, it's not good just to call names without people wanting to know that, you know, they want their name said. So, um, yes, this is one of my mentors that I would never forget in my journey in high school at Centennial in a city of Compton. I never forget my English teacher. I would never forget him. And for that, he allowed me to see like, wow, okay. I wanted to already be the writer. I was writing like I was already a professional writer. And he stopped me and said, no, you're not there yet. You're making too many mistakes. Go back. I need the intro right. Um, come up with a better topic. Um, come back. Do the body. Um, your body is weak. Um, okay, your body, change your body around. The body is wrong. Okay, I need that conclusion. When you're done with your conclusion, I need it strong when you exit out of this um, essay. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, so um, I just took it serious and I got excited. I said, OK, this is my mentor. This is who I look up to. So I'm going to take this serious. 
And I went and I did it. I went home. I wrote and I write everything down. I went over it. I proofread. I had to proofread. I had to rewrite. I had to write over it. Come back to be like, oh my God, I was so happy to bring my, my paper back to my teacher. Like I did it. I did it. He like, it's still not right. I'm like, come on. Like I really proofread. I, I read every sentence. I looked at every word. I wrote it slow. <laughs> I really was like, if he knew how hard I worked to just for him, just for him to say, okay, you got B plus at least. Or, okay, you got an A, you pass. <laughs> so I really was just like trying to compete to keep up. Okay. So when I'm in class and he's teaching, I'm listening. I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the board and he's saying, okay, make sure that your intro is like this. But sometimes you need a strong topic sentence to come into the introduction um, to finish off. You also need to make sure that the end of the introduction is right. And I'm just like, to me, it just sounds like blah, 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 blah. This like, oh, oh, this is not good. But the more that I kept writing... And the more that my mentor, which is my English teacher, took my paper and dissected all the way down. I just remember one day he said, I'm giving you a topic. I want you to go home and I want you to write a full essay on just this topic. And I came back and I got a good grade. You guys I was like so excited. I was like, yes, finally. Dang, I felt like a little bit, you know, like the little train, a little train that could, a little choo-choo. It was like a little train back in the day. They said, the little train that could, little train that could, choo-choo. I kind of felt like that for a minute. But if I did not have that English teacher to stop me and give me the tools that I need to write, I wouldn't even be able to have this broadcast today, you guys, because even in having a broadcast, you also have to make sure that you keep the listeners interested. You have to always make sure that, you know, your intro is is spontaneous. You have to make sure that the body is drawn into your listeners. So you're like, oh, what else she's going to say? I'm just want to listen. So I wouldn't even be able to create this broadcast without my mentor, without my English teacher, because it's, it still has something to do with writing. You're just doing audio writing. So <laughs> I'm just so excited, you guys, because this means a lot to me because now is my time to pass forward. You know, my English teacher passed, passed the torch to me. Now I'm passing the torch to this broadcast and hopefully the listeners, whoever listening can pass the torch. And to me, it doesn't have to be this grand finale, big, huge thing. Just long as one kid can be affected in a good way. Just one kid that can just be like, you know what? I heard what she said and I got it. And I just want to fly a different route. And um, she made her point clear about finding a proper mentor. And she's right about trying to compete when you don't have the money. And she's right about that I got to invest in myself. And superficial isn't the first investment. Ooh, superficial is not the first investment. Allow your kids to know their talent and invest in their talent. Invest, know your kid's talent, and that's key. Know what is your kid's talent and invest in your kid's talent and allow your kids to grow. 
And if you really want your kid to fly, find that mentor that's already flew around, very successful, and allow your kids to walk through their process the right way. It's kind of like, for an example, in closing right now, the broadcast, that I'm going to exit out like this. It's kind of like we want to be a millionaire. So we feel that we got to see the millions right now. Like, no, you got to start from the bottom. You got to start from the bottom. You can't just sit at the top and sit there and be like, hi, you guys. So, um, and they like, uh, can I see your resume? And your resume has nothing on it. What do you have to offer when you up there at the top with the million? Oh, you made a million and that's good. But what about your resume? What do you have on your resume? And if you sitting down and they so what have you done before you made your million? And then they're like, uh, I just made a million. I just woke up and I was a millionaire. How, how powerful is that? You guys, is that really powerful? No, it's not. So my point is, is enjoy the process at the bottom. Because when you're at the bottom and you're taking those stairs to get up to the top, to get your million, to be like your mentor that that's already has the million. When you meet your mentor that you already seen on TV to look up to and you sit down with them in the seat, it's a more of a respect level. They're like, wow, I seen you. You did your work to get here. Okay. You nothing was handed to you. You actually you actually made the steps to get to see me and to sit down and, and, and to, to collabo and let's talk, you know, business. But you got to start from the bottom. And that's what we're doing. We're misleading our kids that it's okay to or put all these clothes on, um, dance around the city and act like they have all this money and act like they flashy Without the million. The truth is, how is that bank account looking? How is your savings account looking? If you have a talent, do you have any equipment for your talent? Because you might want to be a rapper, but do you even have a studio yet? Do you even at least have like a turntable? Do you at least have a beat machine? You want to be a singer, but do you have your studio yet? Do you at least have a microphone? Do you least do you did you at least take enough writing classes to write down your music? Um, this is for my kids that's creative, that's looking at these stars to be just. I want to be like you can't just put on the clothes and walk around and just say yeah I'm the latest because I just know how to rap and I know how to sing and and and, and somebody will look at you like okay. Because when it's time for you to sit down and do your interviews, what what are your resume looking like? What are you going to say? Oh, I, you know, I was living with my mom. I moved out and I just wrote like two songs. Now I'm a millionaire. No. So you don't have to compete by putting all this expensive clothes on because you're not there yet. And that's the truth. You know, you can look halfway decent, have your money in a bank account. Build you a studio eventually. Make all your hits and your music. Once your money roll in, put all this clothes on. Walk around. 
when they sit down and say, who are you? Oh, I'm such and such. You know, I have my studio over here. Um, I've been doing music about, let's say, 10 years so far. Um, and they say, oh, I like your shirt. Your shirt is nice. Yes, it's thank you. I, I just bought it, you, you know, because you, you feel comfortable because you have a savings plan because that's be real. I'm sorry. That's what this broadcast is about. It's bringing topics that matters. That's what this broadcast is about, coming from the inner city where I started from in Compton. And let's talk about it. Let's get healing. Let's get everything cleared up. Let's talk about it and discuss these topics. Let's pass along information where our kids can hear a different side, a different point of view of life. And let's stop putting the pressure on our children and allowing our, our children to grow. And that's why I'm excited about this broadcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Lavinia Brown, where our voices are heard. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for listening to all you listeners out there. I'm so excited to bring you the topics today. Finding a mentor. Hope that it helped you today. Thank you for tuning in. And I will see you in the next episode. You have a wonderful day and goodbye.